When the living entities, Hanyamananam, being killed, Dinanam, of the poor, Krita Agasam, of the faultless, Strinam, of the women, Nigdiyamananam, being tortured, Kopiteshu, being enraged, Mahatmasu, when the great souls, Translation, they will kill four faultless living entities, torture women, and enrage great souls. Please repeat, they will kill four faultless living entities, torture women, and enrage the great souls. Prabhupada's purport, demoniac activities are predominant when innocent, faultless living entities are killed. Women are tortured and the great souls engaged in Krishna consciousness are enraged. In a demoniac society, innocent animals are killed to satisfy the tongue and women are tortured by unnecessary sexual indulgence. Where there are women and meat, there must be liquor and sex indulgence. When these are prominent in society, by God's grace, one can expect a change in the social order by the Lord himself or by his bona fide representative. Om Jnanati Marandrasya Vinyanjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Guravena Maha Sri Tetanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam rupakadamayam dadati svabadandikam Vandeham shi guru shi utaparakamalam shi guru vaishnavam scha shi rupam sagrajatam sahagana raghunatam vitam tam sajivam sadvitam sabadutam padijana sahitam krishna chaitanya devam shi radha krishna padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamstra E Krishna Karuna Sindha Dinabanda Dikapate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakan Chanagorangi Radhi Vindavaneshwari Vishabhadu Suti Devi Paramami Hari Priye Panchakalpa Trubyascha Kripa Sindhu Patitanam Bhavani Vyo Vaishnavivyo Namon Maha Jaya Sri Krishna Titanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 They will kill poor, faultless living entities, torture women, and enrage great souls. I was talking about the description of Ranikashipu and Hiranyaksha, giving a little preview of their character.
Um, in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, there's quite a lot of information about the age of Kali. There are three, the last three chapters in the first canto, um, what is it, Maharaj Pariksit, how Maharaj Pariksit received the age of Kali, and then punishment and reward of Kali, and then the last chapter, Pariksit Maharaj cursed by the Brahmin boy. And Prabhupada talks a lot about Varnashram and just religious principles in general and, and how they are. Um, well, he talks, there's a lot of description about the four legs of religion, Dharma, in the form of personified religion, the bull, Dharma, is wobbling on three legs, or one leg. Three legs are are broken in Kali Yuga, and these, these pillars of religion described to be truthfulness, mercy, austerity, and cleanliness. And the four sinful activities, which are, you could say, the pillars of sinful life, are four regular principles, um, especially break these four legs of religion. And I was thinking about how, you know, when they do these uh, demolition of buildings, you know, they place explosive charges in key places, you know, where there's principal support for the building. And so Kali is dismantling religious principles by uh, specifically through these four sinful activities, eating illicit sex, gambling, intoxication. And furthermore, uh, in the chapter where Maharaj Pariksit is cursed by Shringi, it's to describe how the pride of this Brahmin boy, the Brahmatejas that he had, the power of this Brahmin boy, he was proud of it, and he cursed Maharaj Pariksit. And this is, and it did, this is the, the, you could say the, uh, what do they call it, the uh, insert point. You know, like if they're gonna, the Navy SEALs or somebody's gonna go on a special mission and then, you know, there's an insert point, you know, they drop them in a certain place. So this is, this is how Kali especially has infiltrated Kali Yuga in the terms of the Varnashram system, is that he entered through the corruption of, of the Brahmins. And as disappointing and horrendous as it is to see the characteristics of Kali Yuga in, you know, blossoming in front of our eyes, literally. Um, devotees are accepting um, responsibility that it's due to a lack of uh, direction and leadership that people are <laughs> principally, of course there are out and out demons that those who are, you know, very consciously opposing, and Prabhupada talks about that, there's a class of people that are systematically trying to 
oppose any type of God consciousness in the world. But the majority of people are, are innocent. And they're just being misled. And the responsibility of the Brahmins, even greater responsibility for all social and spiritual classes, the sannyasis, um, is to guide, you know, human society properly. The Brahmin class is supposed to be learned in the scriptures, but it's not just theoretical knowledge. It has to be, what's the verse, samadamastaposa chang shantar arjabhami vicha jnana vijnana astikyam brahmakarma svabhavajam Brahmins are supposed to be peaceful. They're supposed to be self-controlled, austere, clean, um, honest, and they have to have knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. So that wisdom is really the realization of the subject matter, is beyond the intellect. And um, so the Brahmin class, when they are contaminated, when they're corrupted, specifically by pride, uh, it's like a domino effect. We can't, in, in a sense, point a finger at the demoniac uh, behavior of people without understanding the the cause. Is there's a lack of propagation of, of spiritual knowledge and sacrifice. And the the sages at Naimisharanya. It's interesting. I was looking through the first canto and. Nagisharanya, uh, Prabhupada writes in this purport that, uh, was it Brahma, he envisioned a, uh, what do you say, like a, a, you say a circle of the universe and Nagisharanya is the hub. And in the Varaha Puran, it's described that when sacrifice is performed at Nagisharanya, it particularly curtails the demoniac activities of people. So, Vyasadeva foreseen the degradation of Kali Yuga, the people's memories were, were not going to be strong. He, he understood that the Vedas had to be compiled in a written form. And furthermore, the sages at Naimisharanya, you know, there's two parts, many of you are aware of it, but for those of you who are not, the Bhagavatam is, there's sort of two stories going on at once. Originally, the Bhagavatam was spoken by Shukadeva Goswami to Maharaj Pariksha, being cursed. And then there's this secondary recitation that is the beginning of the first canto, with the sages of Naimisharanya foreseeing the calamities of Kali Yuga. They gathered at Naimisharanya to perform a thousand-year sacrifice, specifically to counteract the ill effects of Kali Yuga. So, and Prabhupada writes in Kali Yuga, because Lord Chaitanya has come, you know, the sacrifice, specifically of chanting the holy names of the Lord, this is the, really the only remedy to curtail or to curb the, the, uh, the effect of Kali Yuga, which is just, it's horrific. And what's, what's going on today, um, here it says the devotees are enraged. And this is the impetus for the Lord's descent, is, is not so much to curb, because through his agents, his powerful agents, demigods and material energy, 
he can annihilate the miscreants, but it's because of the devotees being disturbed at the suffering of the conditioned souls and wanting to relieve this anxiety of the devotees that the Lord descends. So it's, it's really for the uh, satisfaction or relief of the devotees that the Lord descends. So uh, these glani in the next verse and purport, not to jump ahead, but the, the idea that these discrepancies, yida yida yidharma shya whenever there's a decline in religious practice and a predominant rise of religion, Krishna appears. And there's a nice verse in the first canto, it says, Krishna svadamo pagate dharma ginadi visaha lo nasta drishamesha punanapo nudikaha that uh, this Bhagavad Purana, it's as brilliant as the sun and it has risen just after the departure of Lord Krishna to his own abode, accompanied by knowledge, religion, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of the age of Kali will get light from this Purana. And the ultimate conclusion of the uh, Bhagavatam is chanting the holy names of the Lord. That, that that's, that's the ultimate conclusion that um, beginning, middle, and end, the emphasis is on chanting the holy name. Um, right right in the very beginning, the very first chapter, Apanasam Sutingo Ram Janamadi Vishobi Nun. Tatosadyogi Mucheta Yadibeti Svayambayam. Persons who are completely enmeshed in the complicated no, it's quite a saying. Persons who are, so, anyways, they're apana sensitim go around this complicated mess of material life. Persons who are completely entangled can be immediately freed by even unconsciously chanting the holy name, which is feared by fear personified. So, um, the highest dharma. Also in the, in the first canto, it describes that of, of all the the purpose of all duty or dharma established in Varnashram is to please Krishna, Samsitya Haritoshana. And because of the um, horrific condition of the world, uh, Lord Chaitanya is out of his compassion. He, he made the process very simple. But Prabhupada writes in the end of the third, second chapter of the first canto, he says that the process is simple, but the application is difficult. So, and it's a very rare soul that had comes to this realization, this understanding of surrender to Krishna. The seventh chapter, 719. After many births and deaths, who is actually in knowledge, surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all it is. Such a great soul is very rare. And earlier in the seventh chapter, Krishna talks of, out of many thousands among men, one endeavors perfection, one approaches transcendence, and thousands of those, hardly one. And then later again in the seventh chapter, seventh chapter, Krishna says, Mam Tuveda Nakastrana, I know everything that has happened in the past. I know everything that's happening in the present. I know everything that happened in the future. Like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know all living entities, but me, no one knows. 
So three times in the seventh chapter, Krishna is emphasizing how rare it is to come to the understanding of surrender to Krishna. It's so rare. And in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes that the Vedas mainly deal with the three modes of material nature. Most people, even those who study the Vedas, they they can't, they don't come to the right point because they're they're compromised. It's kaitava dharma, cheating religion. They have they want sense gratification. They want God to be an order supplier. So and then in Brahma Samhita it says, Vedesha Dulabam, Adulabamatma Bhaktao. You can study the Vedas, but without devotion, then you you won't understand Krishna. He's inaccessible to the Vedas. So therefore the Bhagavatam was compiled to specifically point out the end of the Bhagavad Gita is, you know, is surrender unto me, is the highest Dharma, and then the Bhagavatam is is uh, in practical terms how devotees surrender to the Lord um, in, in so many different situations. And another interesting feature of the Bhagavatam is that there are personalities who appear who are apparently demons, but they're actually devotees. And the saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover. Ultimately, jivaras parupoi nityara krishna das. All living entities are eternal servants of Krishna. Everyone is a devotee. Now we make a demarcation that in the that there are non-devotees. To you know, but but really everyone is a devotee. They're just unaware of it, so we call them non-devotees. But but everyone is a devotee. And it's interesting because Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, of course, this is a unique situation. They are eternal associates of the Lord who are playing, they're playing a role in the drama of the Lord's descent. Um, but they're devotees. So, and Vritrasura was also a great devotee. He was performing horrific activities. He was stomping, he was this giant demon, he was stomping on the demigods. But when it came down to it, when Indra, when he was, he, he, he ended up preaching to Indra, the great, the highest philosophy. So, I was thinking about how, you know, the idea of, you know, hate the sin, not the sinner, as, as the Bible says, that, that people, yes, it, it's horrific what's going on, but if we are compassionate and we understand deeper that they're just being misled, <laughs> and it's our responsibility to um, not only give them theoretical knowledge, but actually have the realization of Krishna um, to act like a uh, to ignite or to be a catalyst for them to awaken their dharma for Krishna. And this is not an easy task. It's, there, there are different, you could say, fronts in the battle. And there's the initial 
contact with people through the Hari Nam Sankirtan, book distribution, prasadam distribution, where people get their first contact with Krishna. And it's extremely important, and Prabhupada emphasized so much how important it was to get thousands of books out, distribute tons of prasadam, Hari Nam Sankirtan. And when people actually take the step, now here's something that's very interesting because these, it's described in the purport here that, what does Prabhupada said? Women are tortured. There's a lot of trauma out there. There's so much abuse now because of dysfunctional families and dysfunctional society in general. There's a lot of trauma out there. And Bhakti Tirtha Swami, a very nice seminar, he was talking about helping devotees who are struggling. Because again, it's one thing for the initial outreach to get people interested in Krishna consciousness, but to actually help them um, in their progressive surrender to Krishna is not easy. It's not an easy thing. Especially because of all the, the trauma traumatized people out there. And what happens is that when these natural representatives of God, leaders, parents, teachers, uh, spiritual master, when they do not fulfill their obligation as a representative of God, it breaks the faith and trust which is the key element for advancement in spiritual life, is to have faith and trust in God and his representatives. So people are traumatized because they've been exploited by people who were supposed to represent God and they were and taken advantage of. And Bhakti Tirtha Swami, he was saying, um, how the, the heart <clears throat> there's a block that when this when this faith it <clears throat> when there's this hurt there's a block that we can't accept the mercy of Krishna in the form of his holy name and in the shelter of his pure devotees. And uh, to be um, wholesome, Prabhupada, there's one purpose in the Gita where Prabhupada said one should be very careful to not disrupt one's wholesome condition. To be, to have well-being, to be um, balanced, uh, Bhakti Thakur actually emphasized this. And I was reading a book that describes how to be, to have well-being, you need career well-being. You have to be situated in your varna. You have to work according to your nature. You have to have social well-being. You have to have close friendships. You have to have financial well-being in that you have to manage your finances. You can't, it doesn't mean you have to be rich, but you have to 
manage your finances properly, you have to live according to your means, you have to have physical well-being. And that, that entails emotional well-being, too. And you have to have community well-being. So these are five. This was from a Gallup poll. After decades of research around the world, what it takes you know, to be what, 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 what a well-rounded or balanced individual who was happy. They had to have these, and they're all interdependent on one another. So we have so many people coming to Krishna consciousness who are unbalanced and who are traumatized. And it requires some... It, it really requires some um, expertise and, and some uh, practical knowledge on how to deal with traumatized people. You know, because the faith, their faith, which is again the, the essential ingredient for progress in spiritual life is faith. Ado Shraddha begins with tender faith and that faith has to solidify into nishta, firm faith, in order to really make spiritual progress. That nishta comes from adoshrada, um, sarusanga, that little bit of faith brings one into the association of devotees, then one takes up bhajana kriya. Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur talks about anishta bhajana kriya is the initial stage of Bhajana Kriya. This is in the uh, Madhurya Kadambadi. He talks about there's Anishta Bhajana Kriya, and he relates to the Bhagavatam, Srinvatam Svakata Krishna, Punyashavani Kirtana. This is the Anishta Bhajana Kriya, where there is this initial hearing about Krishna. And then the anartanavritti is the vidunoti saritsitam, that by hearing about Krishna, one comes to uh, what one's the, what is it, nasta priyesva badrishu nicham bhagavata sevaya, that the unwanted things in the heart are almost completely destroyed. They're not completely destroyed, but they're, it's like a fire is extinguished, but there's still some smoke remaining. And then Tadara Jastamo Babo, Kamaloba Cheta Eta Anabidam Stiklam Satte Prasiditi. Then one is fixed in goodness. When, when the anartas are removed, then one comes to the stage of Nishita Bhajana Kriya. And that's characterized by offenseless chanting. And, and, and until and unless we come to the stage of offenseless chanting, we really can't break free of the material energy. It is by um, the process of Nam Sankirtan, but, but done in an offenseless way. <clears throat> that, that is really the only um, solution to not only our dilemma, but the dilemma of the situation in Kali Yuga. That unless we have 
deep realization of Krishna, specifically in the form of his holy name, we won't have the Shakti, we won't be empowered to help people. So they're, they work hand in hand. Our own sadhana and our, our, our own bhajan is an essential feature of the, of the outreach of the preaching. If we want to really effectively transform people's lives, again, the, the importance of the initial outreach is there. But when people actually come into the association of devotees and we have to deal with all of their trauma, not only in this life, but in countless lives, it's just a traumatic place. The material world is a traumatic place. So it requires deep uh, realization of Krishna's holy name because that is the remedy. Um, in the age of Kali, it's Harinama, 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 Eva Kevalam. There's no other way, there's no other way, there's no other way. So in, unless and until we are on the stage of offenseless chanting, we really can't significantly help people. So it's, it's incumbent upon us to deeply understand and, and um, Radhanath Maharaj, he was describing, um, well, practically you can't hear a lecture of his without him talking about the importance of chanting the holy name and like every lecture, that's kind of like the, the culmination of the lecture. And uh, there's very, very profound description by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his analysis of Sikshastika and also by Vishwanath uh, Chakrabarti Thakur of humility and tolerance and uh, pridelessness and giving respect to him. You know, these are very, very deep um, uh, subjects. And, and, and sometimes we can like just use it as, as sort of like slogans, you know, like we just throw these things out there, but to really, to really be situated in Nishta, which is an interim goal, and love of God, it's, it's described that love of God, the path to love of God is paved with this verse, Trinata Pisani Chena Tarore and Kirtaniya Sada Hari, to constantly chant the holy name, it requires these qualities. But the, the quality of humility, Bhakti Minot Thakur actually describes ultimately it's inherent in bhakti. But it's also described as being favorable to bhakti. By Vishwanath Chakraborty Thakur, he describes two different categories. There's shaksha, I can't remember the Sanskrit, it's shaksha, things that are direct bhakti and then things that are favorable to bhakti. Direct bhakti, he describes as kirtaniya sadahari, constant chanting of holy name. And the four qualities of humility, tolerance, pridelessness, and respect are favorable for bhakti. And 
in Bhaktivinoda's analysis of the Shikshastaka, when Lord Chaitanya is lamenting that my Lord, in the second shloka, he says, you're so kind, you've come in the form of this holy name, but I'm so unfortunate. I commit offenses, and therefore I don't achieve attachment for chanting. So that's a certain face of humility, that one is recognizing, I'm committing offenses, and I feel bad about it, but I can't stop. There's like it's just this addiction, such such, such a momentum of of sense gratification. So, but in Trinadapi Sunichi now the full face of humility is is revealed because at that stage one is actually having realization of Krishna by offenseless chanting. One is having realization of Krishna, and you're it's no longer that you're just lamenting your misbehavior, but you're actually realizing that you're just on as, I can't remember that, that threshold of bhakti. There's that statement. That the, it's on the threshold of bhakti. Anyhow, but there is this vision. One devotee was saying that the path to spiritual world is kirtaniya sadahari, above the door, and on the, and the mat is be humble. Chant always, but be humble. But this full face of humility is that one has a realization of how great Krishna is and how far, um, or how tiny we are. That we're just, we're so tiny. And the subject matter, Krishna is so vast. You're just humbled by the, we're, we're forever students. Like, we can never understand Krishna fully. We can only get a little glimpse by His grace. We can never really understand. So, and then the tolerance feature, Bhaktivinoda describes that this is really, um, he describes it compassion without envy, is tolerance. And he gives a description of the tree, that the tree is... Um, not only tolerating the, 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 the elements, the wind, the wind, the sun, and rain, and it's, it's taking it a step further is that when someone comes to chop the tree down, the tree is still offering fruits and shade, See, even to the person who's coming to chop them down. So this is the, this compassion. So, uh, so this stage of nishta is when one is really humble and one is really compassionate, then we can really transform people's hearts because they'll be like blown away by our consciousness. Not so much what the words we say, that we just parrot the scriptures, but we actually have realization of Krishna. People will be like, wow, what is this? Like, what are you people about? I've never felt this way before. When, they, when someone meets a devotee who's got deep realization of Krishna, it's, it's mind-blowing. And you can't put your finger on it. You're like, well, I don't know what it is. I feel something. And that's what Prabhupada said. How, how, when he, I think it was, was it Guru Das? 
when he said, you know, how do you know that Krishna is God? You know, and the devotees were saying, because the Bhagavad Gita says so, and this and that, and Prabhupada kept on saying no, and then Guru Das said, because we feel. Well, that was the second time. He okay. Guru Das was present for the first time, and then he thought he would say it again, and Prabhupada rejected it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's in the presence of pure devotees, you know, who have this deep realization of Krishna, that people's hearts are really trans and Prabhupada is present in his body. Prabhupada is present. And Prabhupada has his associates who appeared with him, but there are associates of Prabhupada who are destined to come in the future to um, assist him in, in, in his mission. And uh, we have the incredible opportunity to render service. Prabhupada writes in the Nectar Devotion, one should never think one to be a great, one is a great preacher, but rather we're just servants of the Acharyas. So, um, and by their mercy, they can imbue us with this Krishna Prema. It's only by the mercy of the pure devotees. They have Krishna. What is Bhakti Thakuri says, you know, you have Krishna. You can give him to me. So, anyways, I'm kind of rambling now. So, I'll wind it up here. Anyone have a comment or a question? We got three at once. Eeny, meeny, miny. I'll defer to you. Great class. Loved it. Um, a lot of nice points. One thing, though, that you said, and on the ultimate sense, it's true. Unless we have full realization, then we can't really help anyone. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I can only speak for myself. I definitely do not have full realization of the whole game. But, you know, over the years, we've definitely helped people. And, you know, many devotees have gone on to be great, steady devotees and doing tremendous service. So. I don't want to belittle, yeah. you know, our position um, by, you know, assisting a pure devotee, and yeah. you know, it's his purity that are help that's helping people. But still, because we're instruments, we can still do something. Mm. Good point. I, I would I would also add that Prabhupada uh, was. It's by his mercy, of course, but he was, um, I don't want to say he expected, but he was hopeful that we would actually become pure devotees because so many people were influenced by his one pure devotee. And Prabhupada would say, if I could create, or was it Bhakti Siddhanta, is it, you know, if I could just create one pure devotee, I'd consider the whole mission successful. So, Yes, so many people are being, they're being introduced to Krishna consciousness and they're being brought along. But, but uh, for ourselves, if, if, I guess maybe I'm thinking more in terms of ourselves. If we, if we want to go back to God, it, it really requires full surrender. I'm not on that platform, but I'm just speaking theoretically. But, um, and then, of course, there's the Kripa City, Principle, Prabhupada's got the key to the back door. 
but but Prabhupada warned, you know, don't rely on that, you know, you know, like you, you, we still have to apply ourselves to the process very diligently and expect Krishna's mercy, but not without applying ourselves as you know diligently as possible. You know, expect the mercy. That's not you know. So it's uh, Well, I just changed my question a little bit. <laughs> um, as I'm preparing to leave, uh, I'm preparing. Uh, some seminars and nectar of instructions. And like all these kind of uh, advanced understandings, they, they're all, because that nectar of instruction is so extraordinary. It starts with controlling the tongue all the way up to Radha Kund and being in the you know, highest levels of Krishna praying. So it's, 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 it depends on our attitude, as Prabhupada writes in the preface to nectar of instruction. And then Krishna just, he just, he, that's what he's, he's reciprocating. And he gives us these realizations and understandings just based on our attitude. And that's a choice. We can always choose our attitude. Like even the materialists, where they say, uh, don't just react, respond. In other words, be thoughtful before you, you act. Uh, but and so that's why text four, <coughs> the loving exchanges. That's text four. But before you're there, it's all about controlling this, how to control the mind and the senses, and really choosing to do those things which are favorable. That's to, or that's three, and then number two is un, avoid what's unfavorable. So it's it really is a, a science that uh, Rupa Goswami is revealing. And then at every step, it it's depends on Krishna's mercy. He's, he's, he's pleased with our attitude. And then he takes us to these more confidential until you're free of, you know, your, your selfishness and your prejudging everybody and, and, and you become a Mahabhagavad. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I, I'm, I'm thinking now just about the way you're saying it, that it, it's not by our effort. I mean, we demonstrate our sincerity, but it's Krishna's. Yeah, and and so to say we can't help anybody, you know, it's all like our effort to be pure. It, you know, it's Krishna, but to the extent that we are pure, Krishna can work through us, and therefore, um, and help people in the most significant level. You know, and if we're unable to, yes, of course, we, you know, we bring. We want to bring people to Prabhupada's lotus feet because his power is incomparable. But like to the extent that we're pure, that we can actually act as Prabhupada's representatives so that we can show a... Uh, because it glorifies Prabhupada. If we become pure devotees, it's glorifying Prabhupada. It's not for our glory, but it's showing the efficacy of Prabhupada's preaching is that he's producing pure devotees. And he, he uh, expected us to um, take advantage of, you know, all the things that he gave us, you know, so that we would become purized. I don't want to say he expected it in a sense, but he, he will be most satisfied if we become pure devotees. And that doesn't mean we're we're going to be big acharyas, but in whatever arena we're able to touch people, 
you know, our circle of influence, you know, we can transform people because Prabhupada will work through us. We'll, there will be no filter. We can be transparent via medium. You know, we can give Prabhupada's association to the extent that we are pure. And, and uh, you know, there's book Bhagavad and person Bhagavad. I would just like to add a little perspective <clears throat> or overview to the Krishna conscious movement. Actually, the whole thing is just completely Lord Chaitanya's mercy upon the inhabitants of Kali Yuga, none of whom are qualified at all. Um, Srila Prabhupada is very special, of course. He's not an inhabitant of Kali Yuga. He's an associate of Krishna. Lord Chaitanya was deputed and empowered to spread the Krishna conscious movement. But <clears throat> any devotee who's a citizen of the Krishna consciousness movement <clears throat> can render some service and the Lord will <clears throat> utilize that, regardless of the person's qualification. Uh, you know, whatever skill one may have, some devotee may be great collector, some devotee may be a great preacher. And a lot of times those things are manifest not based on the person's like being super advanced, but Krishna just, Lord Chaitanya just makes this whole arrangement to flood the Kali Yuga with Krishna consciousness for 10,000 years. And so we're caught up in it, and we're part of it. And as far as being a pure devotee goes, eventually all of us will become pure devotees if we sincerely uh, engage in the standard processes of Krishna consciousness. That's a question of maybe when. Not going to be tomorrow. But if you set your feet on the path, or you're pushed onto the path, and you accept it and you endeavor, then you will become a pure devotee eventually and go back to God. Prabhupada guarantees it for anyone who follows the process. So, um, how Lord Chaitanya conducts his movement is not really based on our qualifications. But sincerity is the most important qualification to accept that mercy and to live one's life according to the instructions of Guru Sadhu Chastra. As far as Srila Prabhupada goes, He's the example of that statement in Mahabharata, Dharma Shatatvam Nihitam Guhaya, that the real truth of religious principles, the real example of Krishna consciousness is hidden within the heart of the pure devotee, the self-realized person. And he is that self-realized person who's manifesting by Lord Chaitanya's will this Krishna consciousness movement all over the world. So I think that every devotee just needs to uh, take advantage of the practice of bhakti and become very attentive and uh, determined to follow the practices of bhakti, the science of bhakti yoga, and then everything else will come to that sooner or later. I mean, already since, since the um, uh, departure of Srila Prabhupada, the Krishna conscious movement has spread much more. 
just uh, exponentially increased beyond what happened during Prabhupada's manifest presence. So it's not dependent on just having the pure devotee uh, Vapu personally present. The potency is in the body, and that has spread all more and more and more and more since uh, the disappearance of Shiva Prabhupada. Um, without regard to anyone else's qualification, other than their sincerity to stick to Krishna consciousness. So that's what I want to contribute. Good points. Thank you. Duncan? Okay, so what I'm hearing is the like this razor's edge between um, personal styles, like how hard we can be. I know you and myself, very hard on ourselves to toe the mark, you know, to 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 walk the path. But then there's that level of for, you know self forgiveness, like not beating ourselves up yeah. for falling short from the mark. So that's just, I'm just saying, between the three of your conversations I'm hearing, like one is more global towards the movement, which has to be compassionate, and your inner perspective of being like, is this really, am I really being a pure devotee? Can I do better than that? So one, one is, do you, do you follow what I'm saying? One is like personal to do better, which we can be hard on ourselves, and the other is being more compassionate towards everybody because we are moving in the correct direction as a group. And that any goodness that we do towards somebody, whether you know we're pure 24 hours a day or just in that very moment, we're struck by Krishna's mercy and say something to someone that really opens, up, opens something up um, at that moment. But it doesn't mean that that moment will make us pure for the rest of our lives. But we were so lucky to have the benevolence of Krishna come through us at that moment to help somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's 9.01, and I, I'm afraid I'm going to get the evil eye. Can we talk during breakfast? Yes. Okay. Brantaraj Shema Bhagavatam Ki. Hare Krishna. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that's correct. That's correct. I should be enjoying it.